What does standing strong in the community mean to you? I'm going to pass that to Hayley. Um, I think uh, a thing that someone said to me that's really helped me is actually just whatever you do, wherever you go, live with the integrity of Jesus. Now, that sounds really out there, but when you treat people right wherever you walk, when you pay what you should pay, when you're honest, when you're respectful, when you're at work or whatever, you, you make a drink for someone else or you do the honourable thing, you're actually standing strong because you're standing in the principles of Jesus and his lifestyle and actually, that's not just standing strong. That's spiritual warfare. That's actually holding ground. Good. Okay, I've got one here that says, um, I'm from a small church with very little budget. What can we do for events? Get some buttery. <laughs> <laughs> you need an awful lot of ice cream with the church. Can you imagine what I need? Right, okay. Jazz, can I pass on to you? Uh, events don't need to cost money. So I fully appreciate... Uh, it does cost Tim and I a lot of money when it's celebrating lots of different birthdays. I, I fully get that. But Tim and I are in a position where we, we know that we want to do that, so that's fine. Um, but in terms of the bigger events that we do, I charge people to come. So, you know, I, those big fundraisers that we do and everybody goes home with a giddy bag and they will have a great time, well, they have to pay a ticket to come. So it doesn't actually... We have to have a, an initial investment, but actually we cover our costs and we fundraise. To be honest, you women are all creative. You've all got like amazing mindsets to be able to think of ways of putting on events that actually don't cost money. Okay, I've got this one. Um, I don't have children and I, and I don't work because of health. I'm struggling to make friends. Any advice? Fiona. Fiona's great at making friends, obviously. I think I'll leave now. <laughs> I think um, what, what we have to try and do for somebody who's not well or not able to work because of not being well is to find an interest for that person. And we have various things at our church where people can come, just sit. They can be brought by, you know, we've got a team of us that will co collect by car and take home and all of that sort of thing. Again, it doesn't have to cost very much, but it takes people out of themselves. It's so important for people to look outwards. One lovely thing that happened um, down in Poole in Dorset, there was an oncologist who uh, was at... Uh, uh, working in Poole Hospital, and he saw all these patients who had um, different illnesses, different kinds of cancer, and every time there was one little thing that went wrong, if they had a hurting finger, they thought, oh, it must have moved to something else, I've got secondaries, and they're always thinking about themselves. And he said, I've got to do something that will take them out of themselves. So he's, he got a choir mistress, somebody who was very good at doing choirs, and he's invited all the the people who were suffering from cancer and their families to come and join a choir. I had to go, I became patron of this organization, of course, you see, because, you know, why shouldn't I? Um, <laughs> and um, it, it was simply because I was involved with that hospital anyway. And um, so they didn't know how many people would turn up. 70 people came, 70 uh, cancer sufferers and their families. And um, 
they started, and, and the people coming to me and saying, I don't know why I'm coming to a choir. I can't sing a note and all the rest of it. So this choir mistress got one group. She got one group over there and another group over there. One to sing one song and then the other to sing the other song. What they didn't know was that when they played the two songs together, they merged in and the harmony was great. And you actually saw these women go, I can see, it sounds good. Oh, wow. And it's now called Rising Voices, this, this uh, group. And they've just gone on and on and on. But not just for the choir, but to care for one another. Obviously, some of them haven't survived. They care for their loved ones. They get together. They support one another. It has become a community. I've only got two more questions. If you do have a question, you can ask these after these two. Um, Oh, yeah. I have lots of friends. Um, they don't want to come to church, and I roll when I mention it. What should I do? The eye roll when you mention church, okay? <laughs> oh, ooh, ooh. Ooh. <laughs> I, th I think it's already been communicated with yourself and, and with jazz anyway. You know, th there's an element of just living life and journeying with them and you know um being st standing strong in your community for me has actually been more about consistency um you know being there for people one one of the um in you know my own life um i you know very similar to Rihanna, and my, my kids were little i made lots of friends at the school gate um but in one particular instance one of my friends um, had a baby, her mum had died a number of years ago, her in-laws lived a long way away, she had to have an emergency section um, and was in the situation obviously where she had two older children, this baby, and I at the time had been friends with her for two or three years and I, and I at the time just thought well I'm part of a church. When I was in a very similar situation, what did the church do for me? Well, our church is brilliant, this sort of thing, and, and we would um, make people meals for two weeks. Everyone get in the church and deliver meals, so they had meals for two weeks. And, you know, and so what I thought, is, as this friend had this baby, is I went, well, I'm going to do for her what the church did for me, what my church did family for me. And I got friends in the community, both Christians and non-Christians, to make meals for her for two weeks. I would take her kids to school for it. I mean, my kids were at the same school every morning, so, you know, she could be at home and looking after this baby because she couldn't walk or drive. I would go back and hold the baby while she had a salt bath because she'd had, the, you know, an infection in her wound. And, and I just loved her um, as the church has loved me simply just as a mum would have loved her because her mum wasn't there and uh, and a month later I was asked to be that little girl's godmother um, and and she's now kind of eight and I've got a real influence in a sense in their lives and and I, I sometimes I think and, and previously I used to think I, I have to preach the gospel in order to um, be faithful and do what I'm supposed to do but actually the greatest witness that um, in my life has been when I've just lived it when I've loved as they would love, and when I've treated them as I would treat my church family, someone's in hospital, I'm going to visit them. I'm going to care for them. I'm going to look after them. I'm going to love them. And, and so, yeah, they, they might our role, but... <laughs> I have a group of uh, mum friends as well that I hang out with, and um, they say to me often, Jazz, we like you because you don't shove Jesus down our throats. I actually do it all the time. They just don't realise that's what I'm doing, but I do it constantly. And um, and they say to me, "Oh, Jazz, when we're around you, we don't swear," which makes me laugh quite a lot because I've never told them they can't swear around me. But there's enough of a respect for the Rev to not swear. You know, they're like, "Oh, we're not going to do that in front of Jazz, whatever." But my really powerful thing that I want to just communicate is that 
Yes, Jesus has made us perfect because Jesus qualifies us, but obviously we still get things wrong. And I think when you're in a real friendship, a genuine friendship, you will make mistakes and you will say the wrong thing or you will do the wrong thing. Putting it right and putting it right biblically is more important than being right all the time. So don't put yourself up on a pedestal thinking, I'm a Christian, I've got to get it perfect, and oh no, I've blown it, I can't hang out with that person. But actually going back and apologising and making amends and saying, I got that really wrong, is actually possibly more powerful than getting it right all the time. Thank you. And the last one, unless there's anyone else puts a hand up. Okay, I'll go to the last one. Last one is, um, I've done it loads in the past, but now I'm tired and I feel disappointed. Anyone ever, has anyone else felt like that? It's just, just this one. I've done it loads in the past, and I'm tired of it, and I'm just disappointed. You're going Fiona. No, 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 you go first. Well, I'm not tired, but I'm old. And I just feel um, that we need to um, understand where we're at. We all have different phases, different stages, um, seasons of life, in other words, and we have to be willing to pass on the baton. And if we're tired... And, and then feel guilty or sorry about it, we have to recognize that if we can pass the baton on to somebody else and be mentors to other people, that's still God's plan and God's purpose. But I also think that we have to feel the fear and face it anyway, and that's something that's become uh, one of my mantras I have to do because I actually do feel the fear of an awful lot of the things that I've had to do, but I thought... One day I'm going to be answerable to God for all the things I have or haven't done in this life. And he's going to say, where were you when I needed you? I gave you these opportunities. You didn't bother to take them. I don't want that to happen. And I, just as you've said, it's much better to have a go and fail than not to bother. Yeah, um, sorry, kicking you there. I think sometimes you just have to keep going. Um, and seasons to keep going, even, even when you're tired. Um, a verse that was given to me was, don't become weary in doing good, because God promises he will give you a, a harvest if you don't give up. So you've got to hold that in one frame for sometimes, for a season, that, that's, that may be what God's saying to you. But then the other one is also, don't be scared to, to stop something. Um, in, the, in the church I go to, um, which is here, it's, it's a... <laughs> I don't know why I said it like that. Um, it's like, have a go, have a go, let's experiment. So we tried something for a season and we gave it a good shot. Okay, we've tried. Now let's try something else and actually switch tactics. Don't be afraid to stop things as much as start things. That's very good. Thank you very much, panel. Yeah, clap him. Thank you.